Hey, Adam. Mike Joel is here. Just wanted to give you a shout-out. Uh, like the show, dude. Um, it's been listening to for a while now. Just want to know, dig the show, man, and, uh, yeah, you're awesome. So keep it up, dude. Keep going. Semper Pod, buddy. Semper Pod. Welcome to the Odd Dad Out Podcast, where normal is not my specialty. I am your host, as always, the really gotta get better preparing Adam Higgins, the Odd Dad Out. And this is a show where I ramble and rant and tell you about all the stuff going on in my head and my life and everything and just just empty it out for you. And I tell you about some podcasts that I think you should listen to and some other stuff that maybe I think you should check out. Because sharing is caring, and maybe I want to expand that a little bit some. <laughs> Woo! Oh, man. First off, thank you very much to Mike Jolitz. Awesome guy. I've talked about his show before. He, Mike, I love Mike because he, he, he's, again, he's one of those guys who does something I cannot do. Brevity. <laughs> Mike's show is like five minutes and he, he hits with, with the news. He does his thing. He's in, he's out, he's done. And he, he, he's been doing this longer than I have. And as much as, as many times as he said, he's quitting, he hasn't done it really seriously yet. I think it, there's something about podcasting. You it's once it, it, you know, you get hooked. It's, it's really hard to get away completely. And so thanks Mike. And if you want to hear your voice on the show, you can leave me a voicemail at 516-636-7631. That is 516-OTOPOD1. You can leave me a text. You can leave me a voicemail. Whatever you feel like. I'm cool. No matter what. Okay, I'm not cool, but you know what I mean. All right. <laughs> so all that out of the way. How are you doing? I'm, I don't know. I don't know. I like. I'm all right, I guess. I'm just kind of tired, which is kind of a general everything for me. It's like I'm always tired, especially nowadays. I'm finally getting to that point in the winter where I'm just always tired. And it's weird because my work hours have actually been a little lighter, so I've technically been able to get some more sleep. But at the same time, I'm not as much. And that's just me being stupid, I guess. But yeah. Oh, but it's it's been interesting around here the last few weeks. And I'm going to try and keep things on a single subject just for the sake of simplifying trying to write blog posts. <laughs> That's really it. I'm trying to simplify me writing show notes by trying to keep things simple so that I can actually write a coherent something, even though I can't speak in a coherent something, I'm going to try, I'm going to try really hard to try and keep it on a single subject, mostly. Of course, there's still going to be my, my podcast review later about the, I'm talking, I'm going to get more into the box of oddities, which I, I mentioned last week, and I'm going to switch up my, yeah, switch. I don't know why I went all whooshy swishy with that one, but 
Uh, we're talking about a show my wife and I just finished binging on Netflix. I don't know, you may have heard this called Bridgerton. So I'll get to that coming up. But as I was saying, it's been a weird last couple of weeks. And I, I, I'm appreciating these, these two week breaks because it gives me more time to build up stuff. But at the same time, when something happens, I'm just like, ah, I want to tell you right now. But anyway, so in the last few weeks, and I don't know if I've mentioned this before, but basically my boys were all born with very nice, okay, they weren't born with, but you know what I mean? They were all born with very nice, straight, very tight, they had very nice teeth and gorgeous smiles when they were kids, when they were little. To a certain degree, Sam still does because he hasn't lost any teeth yet. But part of that was they had very small, tight teeth. And if you know anything about kids who have very tight teeth, you know that when they start losing those teeth, they no longer have nice, pretty, tight teeth. They have no room for new teeth, and they get all jacked up when they're coming in. So as my boys have been losing their teeth, their grills have gotten more and more jacked. And their dentist actually told us this when they first had their very first um, uh, appointments, I guess, uh, what was it, inspections. Um, What's the word? But whatever. The first time they went in to this new dentist, they basically did all their x-rays and were like, yeah, there's a lot of crowding. Their teeth are very, you know, very tight in there. And realistically, they're all going to need braces. Like, <laughs> you fucking kidding me? All of them? Yeah, all of them. Basically, because they all had really small, very tight, packed together teeth. There was no room between their teeth when they would lose them. You know, you got room for a little tooth in there. Little tooth comes out. There's no room for a big tooth to fill that space, basically. And all of them have this. And we knew, and we were actually going through some processes with Charlie because none of his teeth were falling out. So every time we were having to go in and have his teeth uh, surgically removed because he was about seven before he lost his first tooth. And we went in and they were like, they did the x-rays and we're like, yeah, it's, it's coming in there. But it, the other, the first, the baby tooth wasn't coming loose. His teeth have never gotten loose, which has been a problem. But all of his teeth, we've had to go in and the doctors had, the dentist had to pull them out. Well, yeah, there's, we haven't so much had that problem with, except with, recently we've had a problem with Bug, where he'd lost his front two teeth, you know, all I want for Christmas is my two front teeth. Well, he lost those probably around Halloween. And the two adult teeth hadn't really grown in yet. They started growing in. They were kind of peeking in, but they pretty much stalled out. And we started worrying like, well, what's going on? Why haven't these come down any further? By now, they should be, they've been months and months and months. They should have been in by now. And at the same time, we noticed he started having some a toothache in a adjoining tooth to where those two front teeth were missing. And so we're like, okay, what's going on? And he finally had a night where it was bugging him so much he couldn't sleep. We had to medicate him so that he would be able to get to sleep that night. And so we ended up getting him into the dentist. I think we actually got him in the next morning or if not the next morning, like the day after. And they were like, yep, took some x-rays and saw that the tooth 
that was supposed to be coming in, basically those two teeth that he'd already lost were kind of nudging up against each other. And the, the next tooth over, which was trying to come out, was being pushed by the the incoming adult tooth. But because of the other two teeth that were there that were coming in, this tooth had no room and had actually gotten twisted completely sideways. So it was like completely like turned 90 degrees horizontal and coming in like that and was pushing against that other tooth the wrong direction. So it wasn't pushing it like the right way so that it would push it out and all that. It was like stabby. It was all stabby, stabby. And so that that tooth had no room. It like it didn't have the right pressure to come out, basically. So that tooth wasn't coming out. It needed to. And on top of all that, basically looking at the x-ray, they were like, yeah, this tooth, this, 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 this here. Um, he's got a bunch of teeth that are about to come out and a bunch of stuff that's not going to have any room to come in. So we need to do, we need to set up an appointment with the orthodontist and have this looked at. So, you know, we go, we're like, we, we have the decided benefit of the boy's orthodontist is in the same office. It's only certain days of the week the orthodontist is there. So we don't have to, you know, shuffle them off because before with Charlie and the stuff they were doing, we actually had a separate orthodontist. It was before we were at this dentist's office. But we had a separate orthodontist that he went to. Then they were doing stuff like, oh, and they were pulling his other teeth and they were doing x-rays and they were like, oh, yeah, he's going to have to get braces and we'll have to, we're, we're going to look at it. And it, the problem with that was we'd look, they were like, okay, we're going to come back in six months and see how he's doing. And in six months, they were like, it's like, all right, this looks like this is here and this is here. All right, we'll come back in six months and see how he's doing. And we're like, are you going to do something? Because you keep saying, come back in six months, come back in six months, come back in six months. And it basically amounts to, you're not going to do shit until he's like 12. And he's like, basically, they didn't want to do anything or put braces on him or anything until all of his adult teeth had come in and then they'd fix it. I'm like, then what the fuck do we keep coming back here for the next six months? If I'm going to keep coming back here and paying you a ridiculous amount of money just to take an x-ray and look at his teeth when you're not going to do shit for a couple of years, fuck it. I'm not going to keep coming back because I'm wasting my time and money. Well, now that we've got him in this other office where the orthodontist is in-house and they're all kind of passing notes back and forth and looking at it and literally I can go in for a dentist appointment on Thursday and come back for an orthodontist appointment on Friday and they can like, you know, pull teeth hair and throw braces on there or do whatever, you know, they need to do. And they looked at him and were like, yeah, no, um, he, we need to start this going right now. And because Charlie was going in for a regular orthodontist appointment, they were going to look and kind of do his evaluation. Evaluation, that's the word I was looking for. Thank you for scrambling my brain. But (laughs) they were going to evaluate him for braces and look at everything. And we were like, okay, well, we, it was like two days before they were like, hey, can we, you know, I think you guys probably need an orthodontic appointment for bugs. So we took him in there and got him scheduled in at the same time. And they basically sat them down and were like, okay, well, here's the deal. They're, you know, they've got all these teeth coming in and like what we, we do here and not everybody does this, but what we want to do is we want to start them on these like kind of primer, uh, braces and 
this basically helps the like as the adult teeth are coming in, these primer braces basically are widening out the gaps in their teeth. Whereas you normally think of braces as straightening everything out and tightening things up and everything. These braces are actually widening out the gaps in their teeth for the adult teeth to grow in and have room so they don't come in completely jacked and crooked. And they may still come in crooked. They're probably going to a little bit. But the plan is, okay, we're going to put these braces on. It's going to open up the gaps in the teeth so that when their new teeth come in, they've got a little more room to work. They can settle in a little more. And you're like, yeah, it'll be on these for like a year. Then you'll take them off for like a year and let everything kind of settle down. And then we'll put the final braces on that will straighten everything back up and tighten everything up after that. It's like, you know, braces are a years and years long process. They're like laying it out. Okay, here's what we want to do. And we're fortunate with Charlie because his dental age, as they kind of say, he's very behind. For whatever reason, his teeth are just behind schedule. Him and Bug are almost at the same point, dentally speaking, of teeth falling out and where they're, it's not like, you know, they're messed, there's something wrong with them. It's basically his teeth are just behind schedule for falling out and growing in and all that. So basically Bug and Charlie right now are about to get braces. And Charlie is actually going in in like two weeks. He's going to be getting his first kind of starter braces on. But in the meantime, Bug, unfortunately, you know, we had the the issue with the tooth that was loose and causing him a lot of pain. Well, that one was all messed up and it was bound to come out. So they went and pulled that tooth out. And in that whole process, they also, and the orthodontist looking at it and was like, okay, well, we want to do the braces for him too, because he's in a good position right now where his teeth are at that we can do this and get ahead of it before it gets too bad. You know, the idea being we want to do this sort of preventative widening out, create the gaps stuff before the, the adult teeth come in so that it's less invasive as a, as they're older. It's like, you know, cause when you're older, things are more settled, especially when you're an adult, you, people get, I've heard horror stories about people who get braces as an adult. I can't speak to that because I just have dentures, but which I, I need to go in and get a new set, but that's a whole other issue. And that's another episode. Uh, but um, they needed, they, he's in a good, they're both in good kind of position right now to do this. But in Bug's case, they actually were going to have to remove then and extract teeth that were kind of pretty much primed. Like, hey, these need to come out because the next set are right there behind them. And they really need to just, we're going to go ahead and pull these out to make space for the other ones and that those can grow. These will be able to grow in. And as we're putting, we put the braces on, they'll have plenty of room to grow in and it'll be smoother transition for everything. Well, he had to have five teeth pulled all in one day. He's only seven. (laughs) I had I've had multiple teeth pulled. I've had five or six or more teeth pulled in one day as an adult. It's not fun. I mean, if you have a good dentist that is really painless, and I've been very fortunate with most of my extractions that my dentists have been relatively painless. Or it also chalks up to my 
pain threshold and yeah, just rip them all out. I'm not going to feel a damn thing. I mean, I straight up, I think I, I mentioned before my last set of extractions that there was at least one tooth. They forgot to numb the area and they pulled a tooth basically completely unmedicated and I felt every inch of it. But I was like, all right. Yeah, I felt that. Yep. Yep. That's sore. But I can, I can handle that level of pain. I, I doubt my children can. <laughs> they're, they're much more tender headed like their mother. But, you know, it was funny because, you know, the, the, the dentist goes in there and they're doing the, they're going to do the extractions. And it's really one of those where that's a lot of teeth to pull on a little kid in one day. And so they were, they were prepared for if we can't get all five in one day, okay, we'll have them come back another time. And I've, and I've actually heard this from a lot of other kids too, where like, where they're scheduling appointments and like, Oh, we're going to do two teeth here and we're going to do two teeth here unless he feels like he's up to getting all four pulled today. And, and like they want to break it up because that's a lot of pressure and it's a lot of, you know, effort and it, it can be painful. And we give, we get our kids the nitrous where they're all, they get gassed when they get teeth pulled. And I think it goes to my wife is very, she has a problem. She has like a dental phobia and she will go into full blown panic attacks with dental work. So she doesn't like going to the dentist. And as kind of a precaution, she also kind of treats the boys in a similar way where they get the nitrous to help them whenever they go have major like extraction and stuff. When they have major work done, they get nitrous. And so he's, you know, but that doesn't mean there's not pressure and it's not kind of scary when you're a little kid. And because of COVID restrictions, I can't be in there with him while they're doing this. I have to sit outside. And so I'm sitting out there and he's in there getting teeth pulled and I can't be there encouraging him. And I, I got nothing to do but sit there watching Home Alone in the lobby and just wait for them to come out and tell me he's done. And after a while, the doctor comes out and he tells me what's going on. He's like, okay, well, you know, he's doing, he did really good. You know, it's a lot of pressure. We, you know, here's the situation. He had this tooth. that was like this. And we had this like this and this one here where this was starting to reabsorb. And so this kind of tip kind of broke off and it's really just better that we just leave it there as the new one grows in, this will fall out. It's better and it's less invasive than if we went in there to try and cut it and dig it out and cause more trauma and it'd be much more painful. We just left it. It'll fall out on its own. It'll be all right. And just kind of giving me an update of how the whole process went. But one of the funniest things to come from that whole bit was him telling me how he agreed to get all five teeth pulled because you know, they, they pull the first two teeth and at this dentist, they give them these little... uh kind of tokens for their vending machine so they can get a little prize after they're done with their visit. And he was like, okay, well, like, how about we're going to get, we'll give you, uh, two tokens when we're done. And he's like, if you get through all this, we'll give you two tokens. And he was like, I want 10. And he was like, how about five? I'm like, that's six. <laughs> so they end up sitting here negotiating how many prizes he can get for getting all of his teeth pulled. I think he ended up with six prizes, which I think is a pretty good negotiations on his part. But he's sitting there negotiating prizes to get his like, like, all right, like I can. And, you know, they gave him the opportunity after the first two. Hey, do you want to stop or do you want to keep going? 
He's like, if you keep going, we can give you some more prizes. And that's where he ends up with, you know, six prizes for getting all of his seed pulled that day. But if, if you're, you've ever had a teeth pulled, um, and, and like a, a, a few of them, you found out that you basically are on a liquid diet for two to three days. They'll, they'll tell you, oh, like a day, day and a half. It's like, no, it's like three days, especially when it's a lot of front teeth because you can't do shit with your front teeth. If they're all sensitive, you have to wait. You have to wait so much until like everything settles down because it's not just the swelling. It's also just the tenderness and the pressure. And you kind of have to wait for whatever, you know, the, the tooth, the gums and everything to kind of dry up a bit and tighten up to where it can almost like callous over almost to where you can handle the pressure of, oh, I'm going to eat some mash. I'm going to eat some mac and cheese. Something like something even as soft as mac and cheese, but you're like on mashed potatoes and jello. And I had to go get him like Pediasures and jellos and applesauce, which I've discovered none of my boys will fucking eat applesauce. I don't know what's wrong with them. What the fuck? It's applesauce. What the hell? It's delicious. So I have to eat all the applesauce, but it was like pudding and jello and all this stuff for him for like three days, at least three days where, you know, he was, you know, ramen. He could eat ramen because it was mostly just, you know, keeping, uh, kind of, I was keeping it small, like spoon size. I'm personally, I may, I don't break up the ramen packet. I swirl it and have like big glob, big old hunky ramen fork full and minimal chewing because it's fucking ramen. But you know, giving him big, you know, ramen bowls and stuff like that. And he basically was on that for like three, four days. And of course, all the boys were jealous because they go, I want jello, I want pudding. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I want to have ramen. Was, Bitch, you're eating a burger. You get to have pizza and burgers and stuff. He's having ramen and jello. That's all he can eat. Give him a break. <laughs> but, you know, he he's tough through it. And, you know, it, it, it's been a couple of weeks. He's settled down. He can finally eat again. We've had pizza and burgers and stuff again. But, you know, it's still going to be a couple months. I think they have to wait until everything's really settled in. I think they have to wait until those adult teeth start really coming in. So they'll be able to kind of put everything together. But, you know, this has been a fun adventure. Just like and we knew. Like I said, we we were told from the get go. Yep, every single one of them is going to end up getting braces eventually. So we were we knew it was coming, but fuck if we didn't, you know, not want to deal with it because anybody who's anybody knows braces are expensive. It's actually not going to be too awful. I don't think it's only going to be like at least this. I think it's only going to be like fifteen hundred dollars for this particular thing, which yeah, it's still expensive, but. You know, in my brain, I'm sitting here thinking it's going to be like 10 grand per kid for braces. Oh my God, I can't afford this. It's going to, uh. but right now it doesn't look to be too awful. And it may just go to, we have decent insurance. I don't know. I don't look at the insurance. My wife deals with all of that, but hopefully this won't be a, a, you know, crippling debt type of situation to get the boy's teeth fixed. The same as, you know, getting mine done. I need to do mine too. But again, that's another episode. <laughs> that's another story for another day. But yeah, it's, 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 ah, man, 
I, I feel I, I dread the aftermath of this experience because Charlie's already had to deal with kind of having an appliance that he has to wear. Um, you know, we had to deal with Damien having his tooth knocked out and all everything the you know, the mashed potatoes and jello diet he was on for a, quite a while with that. And he had kind of a, you know, three tooth braces and it was just to hold that tooth in, which I don't remember if I mentioned, he did get that off finally. So his tooth has reattached as far as they can tell. Uh, there's still some treatments he's doing with that just to make sure that that is fully reattached and secured. They may eventually have to do a root canal and some stuff further down the line as he gets older because stuff can change. But right now, everything looks good there. But, you know, it's it's been this whole crazy thing with the boys and their teeth and everything they have to do. And knowing that braces were in their future, knowing that like every little thing is going to be another big thing. And I, and I knew this because I had horrible dental issues as a kid, too, which, you know, again, I wear dentures now. But it's it's a you know it's it's crazy thinking about how much they're going to have to go through, and the changes we'll probably have to make for diet and stuff. Like, hey, we can't have this because braces. <laughs> and there will be a point where I think there's actually going to be a point in a few years where all of them are going to have braces at the same time. Possibly not Sam, only because of age difference. He may not have the like, I think by the time Charlie's getting his off, Sam might getting be getting his on. I don't know, timing and, and all that, but it's it's going to be crazy. And I think it is going to affect, you know, what we're eating and what, you know, we get and, when they they can't have gum. And they I mean, I, I can't have gum. I think they're all going to end up on a very similar diet to me. We're like, you can't have this. You can't eat this. You can't have this. Why? Because braces. Like you can't eat this for the same reason I can't. I can't have gum because of my dentures. You can't have gum because of your braces. Popcorn is not really good for you right now. I realize we love popcorn. We're growing popcorn, which I'm going to update you on as this is going on because we're getting our popcorns coming in. But that's another, again, another episode as that gets the, the story of our popcorn. But, you know, we all love popcorn. Me and the boys can sit down and inhale buckets upon buckets upon buckets of popcorn, even though I shouldn't, they absolutely, once they have braces on, will not be able to eat popcorn. But, you know, we probably still will because we're stupid that way. But it's it's going to be an adventure. And I hope to bring you along in our adventure with braces. See how this all goes. But enough of this talk of teeth. I'm sure you're tired of teeth. And I'm sure if my wife is listening right now, she's cringing because she hates teeth. (laughs) But I'm going to take a quick break. I don't know if you will, but I'm going to take a quick break. And I'll be right back with this week's recommended listening feature, The Box of Oddities. If you enjoy space adventures featuring brave and competent astronauts... If you enjoy podcasts that are culturally sensitive... I've been labeling stuff aboard the ship at post-its so she can learn our language. I speak English, you bloody... If you enjoy shows with sophisticated humor... Well, that's just rude. It's her spacesuit. Then you may not want to listen to Oz9. But if you simply enjoy giggling... Oh, <laughs> you unglass! so snooty about all the everythings 
Oz9 may be the show for you. Get it wherever you find the other shows you like to put in your ears. That title is spelled O Z dash numeral 9. You could certainly do worse. <laughs> Recommended listening. The world is full of stories. Stories of mysteries. Of curiosities. Of oddities. Join Pat and Jethro Gilligan-Toth for the strange, the bizarre, the unexpected, as they lift the lid and cautiously peer inside the box of oddities. A good day to you, fine gentle people. And by gentle people, she means you, the Freak Family. How's it going? Good to have you here. Um, we have had a really exciting couple of days. Yep. Uh, in fact, last night we actually left the house. Oh man! And uh, because we were out of bread, and you wanted and, and tortillas. Yeah. You, you wanted to make some uh, quesadillas. 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 Currently on a quesadilla kick. And and we went to the I don't know what it was it was like one of those dollar store general. Dollar yeah. store. Yeah, one of those weird prairie stores. Right in the middle of a field. In there for miles. <laughs> yeah. And then there's one of those stores. Yeah. So we go in there and you bought some off brand tortillas. Yeah. And <laughs> <laughs> really good about <laughs> And uh, they're called uh, Extreme Wellness. Extreme Wellness. So every time that she's been making quesadillas over the past uh, few hours, Occasionally from the kitchen, I will hear extreme wildness. And I know that tortillas are on the way. <laughs> <laughs> Originally, I thought you were yelling something at uh, Alexa because whenever she doesn't do what you want, it sounds like you're scolding a toddler. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just feel like she likes to learn. You know, she tells <laughs> yeah. you she's always trying to learn. So <laughs> sometimes I feel like I've got to put on my preschool teacher voice. <laughs> no, that's not what I asked for, is it? <laughs> The Box of Oddities with Kat and Jethro Gilligan taught. <sighs> I, I mentioned this on the last episode, which in, in its simplest form, I can just say a funny couple talks about weird shit. <laughs> that is, again, that's the best way to describe this show in one sentence. Of course, I did my full review where I fleshed this out a bit more, but I'm going to hit the high points here for you because I don't want you to just listen to me. I want you to go to the website and see the review. It's in the show notes at odddadoutpodcast.com. And of course, you know, it's on the social media, stuff like that. But this show basically, how do, how do I put this? And just use the official description, I guess. Kat and Jethro bring their irreverent brand, and I'm just going to say it again, this is a very difficult word, say irreverent brand of humor and unique chemistry to an exploration of the strange, the bizarre, and the unexpected. And honestly, I'm going to tell you, I had a hard time finding cons for this show. I'm trying to do a pro-con list here when I'm doing my reviews, and not to say the show is perfect. It isn't. No show is. No podcast is perfect, and there are, there are faults in everything. But I did have a hard time finding some some negatives to this show. Um, run through my my list of positives real quick. I mean, you may have heard, you should have heard, you were listening, right? Their their sound quality is great. Um, 
the show in very generally is very highly informative. They cover a lot, a very wide range of topics because they'll cover true crime stuff. They'll cover weird history stuff. They'll cover cryptids and just like unsolved mysteries, kind of, you know, weird, just weird stuff. Some just myths. I, and it's funny. There was, I cannot remember the name of the, this, like this story about a cannibalistic family and spoilers. If you've never heard this story before, but it's like this legend in, I think it's in Scotland or Wales about this cannibalistic family that there's blah, 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 blah. They live in this cave and they could never find them because the tides and yada, yada, yada. And it's like go, they go through the whole story, this really complicated, in-depth story about this cannibalistic family. Just to get to the end, it's like, oh, yeah, that was all a bunch of crap. There's no uh, proof that this ever actually happened. <laughs> like, you son of a bitch. And uh, But I, to be fair, I've heard that story before. Uh, I think from uh, BSP, Believer Skeptic podcast. But it's it's one of those things. They go really deep into all of their their topics. The ton of research, very well researched, a lot of information. And if they don't know something specifically, they tell you, I'm not sure, but this is what I found. And they do give all their sources because since all of the controversy around true crime podcasts and different um, podcasts, not naming sources, they're very open about where the sources are now. Which now I think about it, it's been a few years since that happened, but in my brain, time doesn't work right. But what's another interesting thing about the show, they actually drop twice a week, whereas I dropped back to once every two weeks. They're due two times a week. And so every episode, Kat and Jethro basically switch back and forth and they each tell a different weird story or weird thing. And probably the best part of it is they don't know what each other one is covering. And I imagine to a certain degree, they have a, here's what I'm doing. That's what, you know, to a certain degree, so they don't oops and cover the same story at the same time. But for the most part, they kind of come at this like, hey, and it may be a, hey, they've got like a master list of here's stories we're going to talk about, but they obviously don't know, know what it is the subject is going to be entirely because sometimes they might be damn close. <laughs> sometimes they'll both throw out a true crime thing, or sometimes one of them will have a gruesome, horrible, all the trigger warning sort of story. And the other will be talking about fainting goats. <laughs> you know, you never know. But it's all weird. It's the entire spectrum. They cover the entire spectrum of weird and unusual and strange and silly and funny and the supernatural. Again, they cover everything from true crime, real murder to ghost stories and myths and cryptids and all of everything in between. And so it's a great spread and it's a great assortment of, well, a box of oddities. The name, it's perfect. Their name is perfect for the show. It really is. But, and I mean, and I don't know if you kind of were hearing, you know, they are a married couple. And so they've got that married couple taking shots at each other, kind of poking at each other, you know, pot shots sort of chemistry. And they're damn funny. And realistically, if they took this show seriously if they did this like dead like uh you know supernatural am radio you know three in the morning paranormal stories series it wouldn't work it's just way too there's so much 
the comedy of it, their their humor and the the silliness and the way they tell these stories, even in like some of the not that they make light of serious like uh like true crime and murdery stuff. You know, they don't make light of these stories, but they will have a, a happy, funny story somewhere in there to break the tension. You know, the, they'll they'll crack some jokes to break the tension and and keep you from getting dragged down by sometimes heavy subject. So, you know, it's 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 a really good balance with all of it. And again, great research, tons of information. I've I've heard so many crazy, weird, fun stories. And again, because I'm weird and I know this stuff, a lot of this stuff already, I've heard some of this stuff, but it's, I've, I've heard so much. I've learned so many weird, funny, silly, weird. And I, I keep saying weird because there's no other way of, of explaining it other than just weird. And as odd is in my name, I don't want to keep throwing that out there, but it, the, they, they talk, they deal in the odd, which is, you know, my realm of, of speciality. And so, yeah, and it's just fun. It's funny. It's fun. It's funny. There's a wide variety of stuff. And they, again, they cover a lot of shit because again, two episodes a week, two stories each episode. That's a lot of work, a lot of research. And again, well-researched, no bullshit. So I will tell you the one, two, um, sort of cons. And I had to kind of reach out to a, a another fan who's in the Oddballs Facebook group. And she's actually, a, she's a fan of the Box of Oddities and she suggested it to me. Um, kind of was like, okay, could you tell me because I'm having trouble finding some negatives on the show. And one of the first things that I kind of came to, and it's, I've, I kind of alluded to it, as they cover some weird stuff and they do cover true crime, some of the stories can get rather graphic and there are some that absolutely deserve a trigger warning because stuff can get really graphic. And so if you're not into that, sometimes that can be off-putting, really. It, again, it's not a problem for me, but I'm looking at this from a perspective of other people might have a problem with this. Things can get pretty graphic sometimes. And then I will say a problem that I have and, and I feel shitty again and I felt shitty saying it about Night Vale. Sometimes the ad breaks can get kind of annoying. And I realize they have to make money from this. This, you know, especially with how much they do and they try and do like a touring show and stuff like that. That sometimes the ad breaks can be kind of long and they do tend to have the same kind of advertisers that you hear on a lot of the same podcasts. So you start hearing a lot from BetterHelp and uh, Raycon and the the meal boxes, you start hearing a lot of the, you know, the same commercials that you tend to fast forward through in most podcasts nowadays, you're going to hear them from them, which is sad to say, because it's really annoying because these are the ones you fast forward through. It doesn't matter how good of a job they do with them. You get these long ad breaks and the, they're the annoying brands that you're just like, Oh God, I'm so tired of hearing about, you know, this crate. I'm so tired of hearing about, uh, you know, it's not blue, not blue apron anymore because they don't advertise on podcasts anymore. But, uh, what's the other one, but all the, you know, I'm, I don't want to hear about food box or mattress or whatever. I'm tired of it, but it's, you know, again, it's, it's advertising in the podcast business. I can't get mad at it as much as it's just annoying. Um, and the, on the one other thing, and I've, 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 hinted at this in the past, not so much recently, 
is sometimes they do kind of veer into political stuff. And it's, you know, it's 2021 and the world has been a fucking mess. And I'm sorry, but I do, I, I have problems when I listen to something that, because I listen to podcasts and I don't listen to anything political on purpose because so much of everything out there is so politicized. I want to listen to weird shit. I don't want to listen to politics. And I don't care what you say about any topic of any type. If somebody's made it political in any way, I don't want to hear about it. I want to hear about weird shit. I, I, this is my escape. The world is full of politics and bullshit. I don't want to hear your politics. And I try and keep it out of here as much as I can for that same reason, because I don't want to, I don't want to get my politics into you. Now, if it, you know, sidebar, if it's a guest and we get into the subject, that's a whole other issue. But it, it's, it's not a, it's not a, an issue where I'm going to stop listening to the show unless it's a constant thing. And I will say I, there are podcasts I have listened to that I have stopped listening to because, you know, every episode they would go on these political blah, 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 blah. And I'd like, I don't need your politics. I'm listening to you because of the, you know, you, you know, because you're funny or I listen to you because of this. I don't need your politics. And a lot of people got leaned so hard into the politics for a long time that I just couldn't listen anymore. I was like, I'm, I'm sorry. I can't listen to you when you spend 10 minutes bitching about something like that's not what I listen to you for. They don't do that. They don't. And I, I realized I just rambled on about other people. They don't do that. They do occasionally something will happen and they'll, they'll say a thing or whatever, but they aren't so bad. And they are much like the Night Vale crew. Um, good morning, Night Vale. I had to stop listening to because they could not go five minutes without making some sort of political blah, blah, blah. And I was like, just shut up already. Box of oddities. They don't. They are not like that. It just occasionally something will be said. But if it is some, if it is a button for you, more of a button for you, then you're, you know, there's your warning. And I'm sorry because I, I, I went off about basically something that's not as much of an issue in this show in particular. But it, if, it, if you know, it will it kind of to give you the idea that it will shape kind of my, um, reviews going forward, not so much going forward, but in general, that it is a, it's things like that go in the negative column for me. But really, I mean, it's just a great show. And like I said, it's, you know, the, those negatives, you know, the, the ad thing, the occasionally tapping political stuff gets, it's a, it's annoying, but in, in everything in moderation, you know, and the, the, the negatives of this show are so minor and they're not, they're not game changers for me. They're not a, an issue where I'm like, nope, I can't, I have to, like, there's nothing about those little sticking points of the graphic nature of some stories doesn't bug me at all. I put it in the negatives column because it's something that others may have a problem with. The political thing not a major issue on this show, but it is a, a note to point. The ads are annoying. It's mostly because it's the same old brands you've heard a million times everywhere. They get re uh, repetitive. 
you know, there sometimes ad breaks can be long. I realize you got to pay the bills. It's still annoying sometimes. And I realize again, you got to pay the bills. I, I can't hold it against you needing to make money, but it still gets chalked up into the negative column because sometimes it can just be annoying. And so none of those are an unsubscribe for me. In, in my full review, I, I gave, I gave him four stars and I gave him four stars on a basis of not everybody's perfect. You're not. And if you're paying, playing along the home game, they got rated higher than Nightvale, which is still one of my favorites. Box of Oddities, if you, and I think it's, it, they get four stars on the basis of they are a niche or niche, however you want to say it. This is a niche podcast. It's not for everybody. Why? Because most people aren't into the weird shit. It is not a subject matter that appeals to the broadest of audiences. They're a good show. They're totally right up my alley and a hundred percent the, the type of thing that I'm into. Not necessarily most people. So I'm not going to give them, you know, again, nobody's perfect, but they, they, they're going to lose a half a star on the basis of they're just not the huge wide. I'm not going to recommend this to everybody. Maybe everybody in my particular social circle, but this isn't a wide, like I'll, I'll use varmints as an example. I could recommend varmints to anybody. It's a family friendly show about animals and, and information. But box of oddities, not so much. You really have to kind of target the audience more than you would for a, a wider show. Still four stars. Still a hard recommend. Still a show that I listen to twice a week. I don't skip them. This is not on my, this doesn't go on my skip list. It really doesn't. There's some shows I still subscribe to that I skip sometimes. I just don't feel like listening to. This is not on my skip list. I will listen to this. This is on my top of shows I listen to every single time. Hard recommend for me. That's why my star scale is really hazy. Sorry to say, but. Yeah, hard recommend. Absolutely. Four stars from me. If you are into weird shit and funny couples, you have to listen to the box of oddities. That's what I'm going to say. If you are, if this subject matter fits you and you just like fun, silly, funny people and great fun hosts, listen to the box of oddities. A hundred percent. You will enjoy it. You will check them out theboxofoddities.com link in the show notes as always and so this brings me to what have i been watching in this case i would say listening but this time I'm, it's a, a tv show my wife and i have actually spent the last couple days binging this show bridgerton on netflix i don't know if you've heard about it i hadn't heard about it but she had and it's kind of a period piece sort of like it's weird kind of contemporary alternate history type of period piece um, is produced by Shonda Rhimes. I think she did um, blanking. I'm blanking because I'm terrible with TV producers. She's done a lot of, of TV drama. I think she was uh, that how to get away with murder. I think that was her. I forget. Forgive me. I'm, I'm terrible with this stuff, especially network TV, but it's a very interesting show kind of about it's got this sort of, the social, it's kind of about like London society and these different families. And it's the season for the brides or like all the young girls to go out and kind of you know, go out and get, you know, wrangle themselves a husband and 
and where you know the the young socialite men and the young socialite women are coming together and the and coupling and blah 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 and all of the gossip and rumor mills all narrated by this gossip columnist who's voiced by Julie Andrews by the name of Lady Whistledown who's basically kind of like gossip reporting on all of the socialites activities and who's you know getting hooked you know who's hooking up with who not so much that because it's formal you know elitist society where oh my gosh somebody was caught kissing but they're unwed what a scandal your family is ruined type of society and so she's reporting on that sort of stuff and what couples are coming together and oh it looks like these people are on the rocks and the queen said this is she is the diamond of the season and oh, this duke is in town and blah, 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 blah. And who's getting together and who's, oh, it looks like this person hasn't had any suitors and blah, 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 and all that sort of shit. And so it's all this sort of drama going on. Meanwhile, you're kind of focusing on the Bridgerton family and to another extent, the uh, a couple other families and the queen and and all of this, these kind of different pieces, bits and pieces and and everything in this massive chess game of, of social, you know, situations and how it's all kind of playing out. Meanwhile, there's still the mystery of who is Lady Whistledown. Everybody wants to know because she's got the dirt on everybody and she's publishing this gossip rag and everybody wants to know who she is. And the queen is pissed and she wants her dead because, you know, she's, she's spreading all the gossip and all this sort of stuff. And there's some people who are just idolize her and other people who, want her dead and other people who are just like they're following this to know you know the latest scandal and all that sort of stuff and meanwhile you've got all this drama with the will they won't days of different relationships and how is this going to play out and and you're screaming at the tv at this one couple because if they would just get out of each other's way they get out of their own way and just communicate then there wouldn't be so much bullshit and I will say there is a lot, there's a, there's a, a, a good chunk of nudity in this. Um, there's a lot of sex scenes and I will say there's a wedding and then man, do they get into the honeymoon of this after the wedding in this, my wife basically didn't watch like half of that episode because literally that the, like the episode after the wedding for this, the honeymoon and everything is just Sex scene after sex scene after sex scene after sex scene. I think they were like, she commented later. She's like, I've seen porns with less sex scenes in them than this. Like, but it was just that one episode. But they're, they're young and they just got married and they're, they're horny little rabbits. What can I say? But it's, it's really funny, but it's, it's a, it is a really good show. And to my understanding, at least at the end, we did see the whole thing. It says at the very end that they do have another season coming up. And I'm looking at the ending of this and I'm like, you gave away so much at the end of this first season. What do you do with the second season? And I will tell you now, they at the opening of the show, and again, it's Julie Andrews narrating and she's like, you don't know who I am and you never will. But that led me to believe they're going to keep the identity of Lady Whistledown a secret for the entire series as a point of just she's the narrator. She stays out of the story and just tells the story. 
but they tell you who the fuck she is at the end of the first season, and I got really pissed at that. And it's you know, not a big spoiler. You'll figure it out if you're watching attentively. By within the last three episodes, you figure out who she is. But like one of the there's one of the daughters is actually her goal. She uh, is trying to figure out who she is, and she's wrong like all the time. She's completely wrong and completely off the entire time. And it's kind of funny because everyone's like, "Aren't you supposed to be the smart one?" You know, at one point she accuses one of the servants. You're like. Do you think a servant would have enough time to write a newspaper and do all the bullshit we have to do? Stuff like that. But it, it, it's, the humor in it is really solid. The writing is, is excellent. The cast is great. I will say, damn near everybody in this show, and I think they're all BBC actors for the most part. Um, they've all done a lot of work with BBC TV and stuff like that. Every one of them looks like kind of the BBC version of other Hollywood celebrities. Like you look at them and like, you look just like this person. You look just like that person. And it was like, and I mean, no disrespect to the cast because they're all great and they all do a great job. But the lead actress, um, I don't have anybody's name in front of me. She looks halfway between Kira Knightley and Peyton List. And the dude, the lead actor who's the Duke looks very much like a very butch Trevor Noah. Um, and just, I I could go on to huge cast, tons of people, excellent, very well done. You, if you are at all into period stuff, you should check it out. Um, the only thing I will say, and it was a nitpick I had, and it's a nitpick I have with anything in a period piece is they had a bunch of, there's all these balls because it's social, basically it's like, it's the summer social calendar sort of stuff. So it's all these balls and, and luncheons and stuff like that. And there are a bunch of where they had contemporary music being played by like the house bands. So you have, you know, an orchestra playing, uh, was it Thank You Next? I think it was Ariana Grande song, stuff like that. (laughs) You know, like really come on, (laughs) not necessary. And where it's not like, oh, it's in the background. No, it's, this is the music being played at the ball. So stuff like that, I always get annoyed with when they do period pieces. I had the same argument or not argument, but the same critique of A Knight's Tale. I love that movie. The worst part of that movie was that not that they used contemporary music, but that they incorporated contemporary music. That during a joust, everybody is literally singing We Will Rock You and the horns from the the king are playing along the song. That shit annoyed the shit out of me. They do that in this sometimes. Honestly, if you don't catch it, it doesn't get you, but it's really obvious in the first couple episodes, it, less so in the later ones. But again, excellent show. You should totally check it out. Bridgerton, it's on Netflix, at least in the US. I don't know, probably in the UK and everywhere else because it is a, you know, it seems like it was one of those co-produced with the BBC kind of thing. But that's it for me today. I've talked enough about shit and teeth and podcasts and Netflix shows you can catch me in all of the places. I am at Odd Dad Out on all the social media places. Check out the Oddballs Facebook group. Of course, links to all of those are in the show notes and at odddadoutpodcast.com. You can leave me a voicemail or text message. Tell me about the show, what you think. I will play it. I will read it. I will spread your awesome words at 516-636-7631. I realize I'm telling you all this crazy stuff you can do. Or 
You can. I'm not even going to ask you to join Patreon or join or donate to the show or any of that stuff. If you want to buy a shirt, it's all there on the website shop.odddadoutpodcast.com. There's masks, there's shirts, there's mugs, there's stickers, there's all this stuff. I don't talk about it much, but it's there if you want to support the show. I'd rather you do that than ever give me to Patreon. I'm actually considering killing my Patreon because, well, I'll just say it, politics. But there's there's a lot of stuff going on. I'm really thinking about reformatting the way I do stuff. And so, all that aside, you do what you want to do. I'm not going to tell you what to do, but if you want to, there's all the stuff. And I've fumbled the, the spiel at the end of the show, but what else do you expect from me? Thank you to my awesome supporters that have been th- with me all this time, and I've realized I've missed it up to this point, but Heather, Lisa, and Sam, God, who else? I'm, I'm fumbling everybody. I don't think, um, just everybody. If you've ever supported the show, thank you. You're awesome. Thanks again to Mike Jolitz for the voicemail, and I'm rambling, so I'm going to get out of here. I will have my next review coming up for the Unwritable Rant coming up hopefully by the end of this week. I'll get it written. I'm just so far behind. I'm rambling. I'm out of here. I'm going. Enough. Thank you. And good night. <laughs> <laughs>